Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 110 of the Say Hey Podcast. I am Doug Hayes. It is October 24th, 2023. Bringing in Say Hey Rob and Say Hey Brooks. I'm just bringing you guys in together tonight. So how's it going? We have a manager. The Giants, well, not a fit. You know what? He's got to pass a physical. <laughs> <laughs> got to pass physical. Oh. But uh, <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like the Giants are going to be introducing Bob Melvin tomorrow anybody shocked by this no first of all hi doug hi rob hi. thanks nobody, for having me on nobody's shocked by this nobody i mean it, it sounded like this was whether you liked it or not like bob melvin was completely linked this whole time and um, you know maybe going back a few years right brooks well i'll tell you who's shocked uh the entire padres fan base is probably pretty shocked that he's going to the giants of all teams um yeah, I don't know. I, I I thought the Bob Melvin to the Giants thing was going to happen even quicker. I thought he was going to go straight from Oakland to San Francisco. Uh, and just knowing the fact that Farhan loves people in his network, he loves that's where Kapler came from back in their Dodger days. And Farhan and Bob Melvin go back to the Oakland days as well. And it just made sense. I, I thought Kapler was a quick bridge hire and uh, – and Melvin was going to be heading over basically after the 2021 season. Of course, 107 wins changed things pretty quickly, gave uh, Kapler even more time. And in that time, Melvin went to the Padres and had a, a three-year deal over there. But uh, here we are, guys, 2023, heading into the 2024 season. Bob Melvin officially found his way back to the Bay Area. Yeah, it was like one of those things where like Bob Melvin was this continuous side chick for Farhan and the Giants. Like, because <laughs> I'm with you, Brooks. After 2021, I was thinking, oh, when wait when 2021 started, it's like okay, we'll get through this year with Kapler. Kapler's first full year, the Giants go around 500, then they'll fire him, and then they'll go with Bob Melvin. But of course, the Giants win 107, mm-hmm. and then okay, we can't fire him now. So and then in 2022. The Padres will go to the LCS, almost go to the World Series. And it's like, okay, the Padres are like, okay, we'll count it. Melvin go. And then so we go to 2023, and then both teams, you know, are average and, you know, borderline suck. And so now it's happening. Kapler's gone, and here comes Bob freaking Melvin. The knight in shining armor. <laughs> yep. Wow. Save, saving the day. <laughs> well, no, before we get it. 
all can, the problems are over. We we have a new manager now. We can, you know, <laughs> win 150 million games next year. Great. I'll take the under. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, before we get into our feelings and our thoughts on this, uh, you know, upcoming hire. Um, I kind of just want to go through the numbers through the years. Uh, you know, Bob Melvin's been managing since 2003 was his first year with the Mariners. He did two years there, won 156 uh, games, then did five years or, you know, four and a half years um, with the Arizona Diamondbacks, including winning an NL manager of the year. Um, one of those years, I forgot which one it was, but 2012, um, 2012. it was probably uh, he was with the A's in 2012. Oh, well, he, he, no, he won one with Arizona though, too, before he got to Oakland. Yes. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm going to assume it was 2007 when uh, they uh, That's won right. 90 games. 2007. Um, oh, yeah. yep, yep. So, and then from 2011 through 2021, uh, won 853 games. Uh, a couple of those overlap. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Overlapped with um, Farhan Zaidi being involved in the front office with the Oakland Athletics. And then obviously, like you guys just spoke of, the last two years, uh, won 171 games with the San Diego Padres. Um, I think, you know, last time we talked, we had Steven Risotto on. And uh, even though, like all three of us, I think we, we mentioned other names and maybe more wanted names. But uh, Bob Melvin came across from all three of our mouths. Like this was kind of just like a guy that uh, we felt like the Giants have really wanted. And, you know, whether you like it or not, and that's coming to fruition. So we just kind of ruled it out because he was still with the Padres. But now we've learned, obviously, over the last week or two that his relationship with uh, A.J. Preller, who's running the the Padres, maybe wasn't the best. And um, obviously there was some uh, clubhouse stuff coming out with, you know, Manny Machado is supposed to be the leader and it wasn't going great. And so I think Bob Melvin was looking for a fresh start. And why not come back to the Bay Area and, uh, you know, join a team that he played for back in the 80s? So, Bob Melvin, coming back to the joint. Yeah, I find it interesting that both Bob Melvin, both Gabe Kapler had a vote of confidence kind of sentence or two uh, from each of their GMs, head of baseball ops, uh, saying they will be back or he will be back next season. Yep. We're going to bring him back. Kapler will be back. Melvin will be back. You know, all that stuff. It's just funny when that stuff comes out, the media gets a hold of that, whether they were intentionally asked that question and releasing that answer, you know, somewhat to the point, I'm not going to dance around it and give the ums, uhs, maybe when you do that, all of a sudden you kind of go, Hey, uh, Farhan and, uh, AJ Preller, next time you mention something, I'm going to question the legitimacy of that statement because yes, things can change. And yeah, I guess they had to give some sort of answer, you know, and such <clears> thing. <throat> well, I don't know. Maybe it'll be back. Like they can't say that. Right. But um, yeah, they were both, you know, under contract. I get it. But I just find it very fascinating that both Kapler and Bob Melvin had the same, um, kind of fate for, for their own uh, respective um, situations. Um, and uh, I guess one, one other thing I'll add is, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at just some of the most predictable stuff that you're going to get out of the Giants, especially under Farhan. Uh, not only is Bob Melvin a former uh, Farhan um, co-organization uh, mate, but also he happens to be from the Bay Area. 
of course. And uh, we can all look and see the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series. Bob I'll Melvin's play. Arizona Diamondbacks. No, play. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the final hey, out has been His recorded. boys, his boys. D-backs and Rangers. What a World Series. Yeah, and uh, no exactly opposite of repeat of last year, uh, which would have been the uh, the other way, you know. It would have been Astros, Phillies maybe again. That would have been like, eh, snooze you later on that one. Um, cool, two new teams in it. One of these teams will be the the winner for the first time Down in for it. 23 plus 22 years. Cool. Anyways, um, yeah, so t- just all I was saying on that is Bob Melvin, you know, from Palo Alto, Redwood City, all that. It's just it's totally as predictable of as a uh, higher as you can get. So, yep, true. Bob Melvin, hero in the community and <laughs> idol to youth and old people at the same time. He's the man, and that's why he's back, just like the rest of the Giants roster. Everybody's local. No, nah. uh, yeah, they're trying to build the entire NorCal team. Oh, yeah, it, it's it's like we're changing, but we're not right. Like, no, 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 but. No, no, Brooks, you made you made a, a, a good point that I hadn't really thought of that you know, Gabe Kapler and Bob Melvin have both gotten votes of confidence right before the season ended about both their positions and both their uh, jobs, which is which was really funny. And you almost wonder, like, we, we don't know this, you know, we're just we speculate, but you almost feel like maybe they put that out there for the season ends just to get a reaction from the fan base to be like, oh, fuck that. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, this guy sucks. No, this, no, Gabe Kapler sucks. Bob Melvin sucks. No, no, no. We don't want that. And yes. it's a, it's a customer trial. Yes. Yes. I mean, and the Giants have done that. They did that two years in a row with Farhan and Gabe Kapler. They did it two years, two straight years, which yeah. is, which is funny. But the funny part about AJ, about AJ Peller and Bob Melvin was AJ Pillar made that announcement like a few days after the season was over, where it was like, oh no, no, we're not letting it, we're not letting him go. And it was like, oh, damn, okay. So I guess Bob Melvin's out. Then of course Doug and I come on here and Steven come on here and we're bullshitting about Mark DeRosa and Ron Lotus and whoever else we were talking about at the time. You know? And two weeks pass and all of a sudden there's an about face. Like, mm-hmm. what what happened? Like, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I I, I have a hard time believing after the season was over, there was a disconnect between the, the players and Bob Melvin. So obviously there's some deeper stuff going on there in, in San Diego and they decided to part ways, but you know, I just, I'm not excited about, <laughs> about this hire, like at, at all. You oh, know, Rob, Rob's going to start us off. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to start us off. I'm not excited about this. I'm not, but I'm, I'm not, but I'm not bummed out either. Like it's one of those things where, if if you wanted to go out and get probably the, the best, like safest name you could get to to stabilize your fan base after Gabe Kapler the last couple of years, okay, they, they did the right thing. They got they poached they poached Bob Melvin from the Padres, who was still under contract. But is right rushing to the ticket window to get my tickets now you know i mean yeah the, the roster is still to be determined but just because bob melvin is is running things you know i'm just meh Good. get off the damn fence rob no <laughs> I, I meant to say get off the damn fence doug because you sound like me right now Good, um, good very very good good hire not not by any stretch a bad hire but 
it just doesn't it doesn't encourage me that things are going to be changing around here it, it it's it's totally a safe hire it's a safe hire that's the only like adjective that i can like really think confirms this move um i mean he's the giants you know usually they're pretty steady with their managerial stuff like i want to throw this out there fun fact it's the sixth manager since 1985 roger craig dusty baker felipe alu or steven likes to call him felipe felipe alu <laughs> whatever bruce bochi and gabe kapler so um you know it's not like they've gone through a ton of managers in the last 30 40 years so um yeah bringing in bob Mellon safe move um obviously probably the most qualified i think just as a giants fan especially the last couple years um and and obviously we'll we'll talk more about this throughout the night but um i kind of wanted something not so safe i wanted something more bold i wanted someone to maybe get their first managerial job here because we have to factor in too no matter how he gets here, whether the Giants are going to have to give up something or whatever, Alex Pavlo just said it the other day, and I forgot what he said. But um, there's going to be a big issue here regarding you know the Farhan and Bob Melvin you know tie over here because like what happens if Bob Melvin struggles this year and the Giants struggle? Are they both canned, or you know if if the front office and, and bringing in free agent stuff doesn't work well. Like in Farhan, Farhan doesn't even make it through the season. Like Bob Melvin's here by himself. Uh, it's, it's really weird. And we talked about it on the last podcast because of that one guaranteed year left of Farhan, um, unless they shock the shock us and um, announce a Farhan extension sometime in the next month or two, which honestly, I wouldn't be totally shocked by that, but um I think that could happen because then it kind of puts the rest of my worries as a Giants fan wondering, you know, the identity and the direction of this organization, like what happens if that happens? So um, I, you know, we'll talk more specifics about, about Bob Melvin, but that is my worry with bringing in a guy like him kind of tying, like handcuffing him with Farhan Zaidi. So. Yeah. Well, just adding to that last part about if Farhan were to get an extension, um, it really means nothing, even if he does get an extension, because remember, he can always get fired, even with an well, extension. Sure. I know, but there's always someone bigger in the food chain uh, that needs to <laughs> be the one that, hey, we'll extend Farhan, but you know, if you don't win next year, we might just fire yeah, you. No. Uh, you're, you're, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. 79 <laughs> wins. Okay. 80 wins. Is that an improvement? No. Uh, <laughs> um, we were actually better this year. <laughs> Um, we were one week away. <laughs> Have you guys well, watched The Bear? <laughs> yes, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're killing me over here. I love sorry. that show, though. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, when he was talking about The Bear, he's really talking about his boss, Larry. Um, anywho, let's keep moving. Um, no, I'm, what I'm really interested in is how much a manager it can be somewhat of a, you know, distracting band-aid looking thing for a roster that is it's just like a boat with a bunch of holes everywhere and water's just leaking in everywhere and it's like well we just swapped out the captain we're good or we could even go as far as uh, i like car analogies you know if you want to consider baseball like everyone's racing car nascar right um basically you have a 
driver of that car. You know, if you have a good driver, you can win the race. The problem with the Giants is that they're driving, you know, some old Pinto and they're trying to compete against Ferraris and swapping out the driver instead of actually trying to, you know, really fix up the car and get some uh, nice add-ons, get that engine all worked out. No. Uh, So that's, that's my kind of thing where it's like Bob Melvin being here is, you know, 1% of what needs to happen for the rest of, you know, the off season and beyond for the giants to compete next year. The other 99% is really, upgrading the roster, but overhauling that offense, that offense uh, got, they got away with a lot. They did uh, a lot in 2021, the, you know, second in baseball and homers, all that stuff exploited the new three batter rule when it came out, they still had the uh, pitchers hitting. So they had pinch hitters and halfway through the game, it was really worked for the 2021 giants. But since then it's getting worse and worse. And Everyone wants to talk about, oh, the Giants might have been kind of close. Look at the D-backs. They're going to the World Series with 84 wins, as it? And the Giants were so close no. to getting that. No, the Giants would have been probably swept and shut out in the two wild card games they played, and it would have been over. Yeah. Uh, the, the D-backs were always uh, had enough talent to be where they are right now, and we're seeing it. So not to get too far off track, but going back to Bob Melvin, being the one uh, that is now going to drive this car, uh, try to get it to the finish line before anybody else, uh, at least other <laughs> one of the six teams. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, Farhan hiring somebody that is going to be somebody he can trust when Farhan is somewhat on a hot seat. That's to me is is why Bob Melvin is here, not some rookie hire. It's not some somebody that hasn't been there before he's hiring somebody he trusts it's a comfort blanket for sure and you know we want to talk pros and cons like the pros of bringing in bob melvin like that's definitely one of them what you just said like experience brings him in um someone that he won't have to really like worry about managing stuff because another thing too is uh bob melvin is is quite well known for having the locker room like you know he's a player manager um, so the, the, you know, guys enjoy being around him, playing for him. Um, and that's definitely kind of going a little bit in the opposite direction, what they have with Kapler, who, you know, once, once he was gone a few weeks ago and we started hearing more things, it was kind of a, you know, I, Mike Ustramski said it was kind of a fend for yourself kind of clubhouse. And, um, I know Rob and I kind of shoot that stuff down because these are professional ball players. And for the most part, like I'm in on that, like these guys got to figure it out somewhere or another, but you know, when you're with each other all the time and you play 162 games, um, that camaraderie does does matter to an extent. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it some credit for that. And um, hopefully bringing in a guy like Bob Melvin with that experience um, can kind of bring the players at ease, kind of have that communication uh, open back up, maybe open up to where players can talk about their ideas and, and see how they can improve the team. Um, because I am curious to see how uh, – Bob Melvin and Farhan are going to work together. Like I said, they've worked together before, but is there going to be some pushback from Bob Melvin? Is he just going to, you know, take everything in stride with, with what Farhan's doing? So, um, but yeah, there, there are definitely some pros uh, for sure with bringing in a guy like Bob Melvin. I mean, when you're, when, when the Giants go through a stretch, like they went of those 35 road games, when they went like six for like 29 or whatever the hell that was from like June, july 20th through the rest of the season where yeah like 
you can't tell me there's there wasn't a bit of a disconnect there between the players and Gabe Kapler. I'm sorry, you're on the road together. You're supposed to be like a unit, and there's supposed to be camaraderie there. And yeah, Doug and I, you know, we try not to go overboard about that about that shit. But come on, like you're there's supposed to be some type some type of like feel there where okay we're in this together and yo like we're a squad. Obviously that that wasn't there. So I I'm hoping. I'm hoping Bob Melvin brings at least a little bit of that, you, you know, over, over here. Obviously, this last year, lots of talent, you know, over there in San Diego. Shit didn't go, shit didn't go well, you know, the overall grand scheme of things. But I, I don't, I, 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 I really, I really don't know. Like, I really don't, don't, don't know what, 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 what he's going to bring to the table that. Gabe Kapler didn't. Uh, I'm like, pl- uh, there's it's just the 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 numbers tell us, the numbers scream at us uh, that that Padres team was last year should have been better. Yeah, you no, know? That, that's where I was. Yeah, to, uh, a, a plus one hundred seven, one hundred seven, I believe it was. Hmm. Yeah, run, run differential. differential. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I mean, that's I mean that that screams. Okay, you're a playoff team. They were that they were the NLCS a, a year ago. So like, there's. Uh, you know, there was, there was, there's more going on there that, you know, yeah. that we, that, that we didn't understand clearly. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the exact point I was going to just harp on right there is it wasn't like Bob Melvin had a team completely underperform. Uh, they really, the Padres played well. They just couldn't edge out the other teams in the close games. Now, I, for someone that didn't watch a bunch of Padres games outside of when they played the Giants, I don't know right. if he made bad bullpen moves, uh, went away from the obvious to go with his gut at the wrong time or listen too much to the laptop and pulled somebody. <laughs> like I remember when he pinch hit, uh, it was the Padres are playing the Giants last season. And I think the Giants were up by a run or two and the Padres had bases loaded, two outs in the ninth, needing a hit or more to tie the game or more. Will Myers was at the plate against, I think, Camilo Duvall. Killer. And, and like, he pinch hit Will Myers for uh, Matt Beatty, who was an emergency add to the Giants opening day roster this past season. Um, And we all kind of joke about Matt Beatty. But um, because he wanted lefty and righty, and it's like, oh, that's very similar to a kind of like a Gabe Kapler move. But I was like, you got to – you got to understand the Will Myers versus Giants dynamic here, Bob. Come on. Um, yeah. Obviously, Matt Beatty struck out, and otherwise it would have been a great move. It's a grand slam, right? Great move. No. Um, but it was just kind of funny. I'm like, you probably are taking out the biggest Giants killer uh, of recent memory. Thank you. Um, anyways, uh, I just wanted to add to Rob's point about um, the fact that the Padres were basically a really good team that just – didn't get it done and you know one year prior they took down the mighty dodgers in the nlds after 111 wins uh so you know you're thinking bob melvin really you know over performed over showed his value in that first season with the padres to think of it ending so quickly um and and all the reports about you know Bob Nightingale talking about like, oh, it obviously wasn't going to work with AJ Preller and, and Bob Melvin couldn't see eye to eye on things. And it's like, 
I would love to understand what they weren't seeing eye to eye on. Um, mm -hmm. Some people want to say it went as far as real baseball decisions. Um, when to is that when to pull players, when to pinch hit players from from the top? That that would be weird to me. Um, like AJ Preller is really <laughs> might as well just strap on a jersey and <laughs> hang out in the dugout too, right? I mean, at that point. Um, no, uh, so I, I don't want to speak on things that I obviously don't know for sure, but that's the one thing that I'm like, huh, I wonder what they were really clashing on. I don't, we probably will never know. Yeah, we'll never know. Exactly. We'll never know. <laughs> that's, well, that's the interesting. Uh, I, I wonder if it's kind of like the opposite of what we have because we talk about Farhan and Gabe working the last, <clears throat> excuse me, several years, and you bring up the Matt Beatty situation where no matter what, like they were going with the numbers there and instead of the feel of the game. And this is definitely one of my cons and one of my worries. Like I, I joke earlier about being on the fence, but I, it, it, here's the thing. Like I, I think overall, like Bob Melvin's a good manager. He's won. He's been successful, um, you know, for the most part of his managerial career. But I think it's because of the particular situation he's getting himself into um, where the Giants have been so analytics driven and so platoon heavy and, and all that the last couple seasons where, and I know at the end of the day, like they don't care, but like as, as fans, and this goes back to me talking about like bringing in someone new who's never even done it before. And we don't even know what type of manager they are, but they're going to, they're going to have a little bit of old school mixed in. And, you know, we hear Bob Melvin is, is kind of a little bit of both, but, that situation right there, like I think uh, watching what Will Myers has done against the Giants for years, you know, even us as Giants fans would be like, oh, my God, like, yeah, you let Will Myers hit here. And if he goes down, well, you know, that's going with the numbers right there, not the matchup. The numbers say that Will Myers is probably going to be successful or there's a good chance he's going to be successful here in this at bat because that's what he does against the Giants. Um, so I think that is my pushback about Bob Melvin. Again, I'm, I'm kind of like. With I think Rob said earlier, like we'll see. I, I, I'm I'm hopeful that he'll come in and and find ways to win. Um, but I definitely have some questions that that worry me and, and give me some red flags because if he's it, it, my number one thing going into 2024 is is if the Giants' identity does not change and they stay doing what they're doing and you know the win total stays within the same you know, high seventies, low eighties going into next year, mm -hmm. then, then Farhan's got to be gone. I mean, th there's, there's just, if he gets extended and stays for, for basically putting up the same shit and bringing in the same shit, then it's just, it's unacceptable to me. And so I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet and, and give Bob Melvin a fair shot. And I'm, I'm hoping he can come in and um, push back and say, Hey, we need to do this in the organization. And, uh, but it's a wait and see thing for me. I'm cautious, you know, so that's how I feel about it. You know, if you're looking back at like the, the uh, glory days, like that'd be like, you know, them pitch hitting, you know, for one of the Harrison brothers back in 2010 mm, or yeah. 2011, you know, yeah. that's, a, that's the same thing. You know, we, we don't talk about pitching Will Myers right now against these current giants, but it, yeah, it's a bochi move to actually say history yeah. says this guy ha is going to find a way to get it done versus right. Yeah, right righty, righty. Know. No, I need right. to go. It's like, Hey, I mean, I mean, Will Myers. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's like some of these, some of these players, like 
you know, you, you've, you're in a, you're in a certain ballpark. You, you, you see it good there. It just, it is what it is. Like you, you see it well in a certain ballpark and screw what the computer says, you know, but, but yeah, like if, if things don't, don't, don't change with, with, with the roster, there, there isn't much, you know, you can expect more from Bob Melvin, what we got from Gabe Kapler. I mean, it's just that those are the facts. And, this this is this is why you know all of us are look looking to this offseason as well. Okay, there's Shohei Otani. There's some guys over in Japan and Korea. There's Cody Bellinger. But other than that, who who the hell can they go out and get that's going to change this roster? So Brooks is probably going to say I, same thing. I'm about to. <laughs> well, since perfect segue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just think when you hire a Bob Melvin, you take your biggest shot at Matt Chapman who had a great relationship, I'm sure, with Bob mm-hmm. Melvin uh, playing for the A's. But uh, we have Casey Schmidt. But but we have Casey Schmidt. No, uh, please trade anybody uh, that you need to to upgrade the roster. Please. Amen. Um, but but what, I, what I mean by that is you're talking about an organization that has been embarrassing, embarrassingly bad at bringing in hitters, free agents, uh, you know, even on the smallest deals. Now I think I'll go to Boston. Uh, no, I think I'll go to the Dodgers. Right? Even like JD uh, Martinez went to the Dodgers. Uh, Justin Turner went to the Red Sox. I don't know if the Giants even offered them a deal, but like those were the mashers I wanted the Giants to get on a one-year deal, one-year deal, two-year deal tops. Um, and you have to overpay a little bit because nobody wants to come to the Giants and. It's just a running problem. Nobody wants to come hit here except for the guys that have major red flags all over them. Mitch Haniger got paid about $30 million more than he should have uh, coming off of every injury and, and missed time. Uh, believe me, I won't go into the weeds here, folks, but I'm just kind of going a little bit above the surface here. Of They had to pay Michael Conforto and Mitch Haniger to come here and hit because they literally were so banged up and were coming off of really bad injury stuff. And if they were healthy, they would never come to the Giants. So it was like, we're only going to get these guys at their lowest, lowest possible value to come here. So fast forward to now, they got Bob Melvin in the fold. Um, I can say with, uh, with pure honesty, like I don't know how many players were dying to go play for Gabe Kapler's Giants. Like I don't see – Anybody that was brought here, like the Darren Ruffs and stuff like that, were, were, you know, rebound guys coming back, and then they found a way to get it done in 2021 and so forth. But they didn't really have any marquee free agent hitter come join the Giants and go play for Gabe Kapler. But Bob Melvin, I do think, has a better chance of recruiting um, people like a Matt Chapman. So Matt Chapman is the first name that comes to mind, and the Giants will have to overpay for him. Matt Chapman is not the perfect player, but uh, he would be an upgrade uh, and someone they could put right in the lineup. So he'd be the he, best everyday player, like right away. <laughs> I mean, like, cool. but, true, but true. also, well, go ahead, Robin. Then I'll, I'll give my thoughts. No, no, no. I'll say, I'll say, Brooks. Would he be the 2023 version or 2024 version? I should say of uh, Evan Longoria back in like 20, you know, 17. 16. Yeah, you know, love plays better. That's for sure. Thirty years old, still. I mean, you're gonna get some good. Yeah, you're gonna get some good years. You're gonna get some decline and all that. And yeah, you you get they're printing money over there. Mission Rock. I'll just give him 140 million to come here. Who gives a shit? Just go and like. But that's what I'm saying. 
I don't think Chapman yeah. even cares to go play for Gabe Kapler's Giants, but Bob Melvin now is like, hey, sure. I, I love Bo Mel. Yeah, I'll, I'll go play there. Why don't, that bring, why don't we bring in, you know, the doubles, double danger Jed Lowry to, you know, play oh, for God. Bob Melvin again? I mean, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. 40, and, no. Eric Burns said he'd run through the wall for that guy, okay? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> this is what I want to get out there, though, because I've, I've heard this like from on, on multiple podcasts and, and some of them very legitimate ones, but um, is there a, and I want to, I want to word this properly. It sounds like there's a, a tie between Bob Melvin and Asian players. So, you know, he's, he's had hot sock him the last few years, obviously in San Diego, who's one of the more under like rated players in baseball. I think like he doesn't get talked about enough. Um, he's had you Darvish there. Um, he was managing Ichiro back in 0304 with the Mariners, and Ichiro was one of the best players in baseball then. But do you think, too, because Farhan has been over in Japan watching mm-hmm. Yamamoto, mm-hmm. and that's a whole nother episode. I don't want to hear about, oh, they won't get out bad. I have the bid, perfect guess for you. For that. Yeah, yeah, that I, yeah, me, me too. I, I know the same guy. We know, bro. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, P. Patel, I guess, was over in Korea watching the center fielder. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Jung uh, Huli. Yes, Jung Huli. Okay. And then there's. I might have gotten that backwards. Oh my God. Did I really? Is I, but oh, you're, you're on track there. But also, who, there's, who? there's, no, there's some it. other. There's Lee Jung Hu. Lee Jung Hu. Thank you. My bad. But there's some other guy that's uh, a free agent this offseason. And who I obviously think will not end up here, but I'm just saying maybe we'll call it the Shohei podcast. Could, yeah? Sure, sure. Shohei say, hey, well, you're mixing up words anyway, so why not? Uh, <laughs> but my point being, is there also a leverage play here with with Bob Melvin coming in and trying to bring in maybe three like international superstars that way too? Three, um, three. Who? I would say they got to bring the uh, the big boss if they really want the Asian connection there because uh, <laughs> you've seen those videos where he gets lifted down on a platform and to the center. <laughs> um, no, uh, that is really – I actually had not thought of that. So um, good research there. I like it. Uh, wouldn't hurt for sure. It definitely – like it kind of goes back to – the either or thing it's kind of like Gabe Kapler has zero pool for any of those type of players. And Bob Melvin might have a little bit. So that's an increase there. Mm-hmm. Um, and but also go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and those, those players don't realize they like, Oh, San Francisco sounds lovely. And they're like, no, no, no. Uh, you, these is not where hitters want to go sign. <laughs> so catch them before they understand that this is not a place they want to hit. <laughs> but my point being too, is when, when guys get posted and come over here, like say from Japan, they don't immediately get paid like $300 million contracts. Farhan's probably thinking like, oh, you know, we can, or I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, uh, we can get this guy for, you know, $150 million when he's probably worth double that if he was an American born <laughs> player. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to connect some dots there too. That is, uh, that's, that's definitely a possibility. Um, but yeah. go ahead. Well, I don't even know if this is changing the topic too much, but I did want to mention a couple of quick, easy cons, right? We talked about like the pros of having Bob Melvin over here. What, yeah. The cons, uh, the quick ones, uh, you'll you'll hear a lot of, you know, read it on Twitter of people saying, if Bob Melvin couldn't win with the talent that the Padres have, then how is he going to win with the talent that the Giants have? Yeah. And um, like, 
easy to really be like, huh? Yeah, that is a good point. And um, the fact that Bob Melvin coming to the Giants will now have to face the Padres, you know, like Bob Melvin didn't have to manage against a team as talented as the Padres with the Giants, right? He just had to beat the Giants. The D-backs are good this year, obviously. And, you know, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. But now he's going to have the task of like, oh, yeah, so I also have to beat another Dodger type of team. And they're called the Padres. Oh, yeah. That's going to be more difficult over in San Francisco than it was for Bob in San Diego, who probably, you know, facing the Giants didn't really uh, scare him up a little bit, keep him up at night, (laughs) you know. So so it's going to be a little tougher task for Bob to uh, kind of like the, the default if you can't win with the Padres talent, how is he going to win with the Giants, right? And then, right. yeah, just I, I guess the other part is also I don't 100% know this or not, but I was hoping the Giants would hire a manager that wouldn't be afraid to really hold the players accountable, raise his voice if he needs to, call yeah. people out for not hustling, not being prepared, um, not getting after it uh, before and after the game. Like, Kapler was not that guy. He wanted to be everybody's buddy. And, um, you know, he's going to leave San Francisco with a good amount of friends, but not with a job, you know, so uh, so that might have harmed his, you know, win loss record more than he was anticipating. Uh, So I don't know if Bob Melvin is the guy that is going to stare at a player uh, in the eyes, take him aside and really call him out for whatever it it needs to be done to get that player going. I just don't know. I don't know if he's that type of player, so or manager. So, yeah, it just uh, he he doesn't really in, just based off today because I mean I put some stuff out on Twitter and was like, well, he didn't do shit with uh you know all the fucking talent he had in San Diego. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, dude, well, well, first of all, they were they were in the NLCS a year ago. So I mean, if you want to look at just at this year, okay, yeah, he underachieved like crazy, but I get it. But it's like we talked about earlier, like he doesn't inspire that like. Oh, okay. Let's. I can't wait to watch the Giants because I got Bob Melvin. I understand that. I'm with you 100%. But is he an upgrade? Yeah, he is. But there isn't. Yeah, there isn't that 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 clear like like jolt of energy that I think all of us were looking for. Like Doug and I, we were like Mark DeRosa. That, that you know that be that be somebody outside the box who. Who who's eager? Who seems eager to get in get in the managerial game? And and the Giants are, as we all us three look at it right now, the Giants don't really have a foundation. The Giants don't really have anything. Yeah, they're they're a, they're a they're a high market franchise that doesn't have a direction. So, yeah, getting a guy like Bob Melvin in this particular scenario, very nice because it's like he's established. He's done some good things. And it's like, oh, so they must have done some good negotiating to get that guy here. But as a fan who's followed, who, you know, all those great fans who who follow everything for all these years, it's like, well, okay, but where? Still, we don't know where this is all going. Well, yeah, he has a he has a history with Farhan. Maybe he's doing Farhan a solid. You know, like Farhan's in a contract here. We yeah, we know that. So and and like you said, Brooks, he's known. It's 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 a pro and a con, I guess. Being a mm-hmm. player's manager, like he's not gonna ride somebody's ass down the tunnel because they didn't run out to first base, or he forgot how many outs there were, which that happened with the Giants a lot. 
yeah in september september yeah was really Hello, horrific my, showing yeah i'm not picking on mikey stramsky but i mean it happened <laughs> you know but ultimately at the end of the day like yeah. y- yes these guys are professionals but when that shit happens over and over again that's on the manager it is yeah like if you're if you're if you're not keeping your guys invested on a day-to-day basis like i remember last year I guess the Pirates around late August, the Giants were out of it. Basically, there's a ball that got hit off the wall, and Brandon Belt was on second, and he froze like he didn't know if the dude was going to catch him. Like, dude, there's two outs, you should be scoring. He didn't score. He ended up at third base. And there's there's little things like that that have happened over the last couple of years. And I'm not picking on Brandon Belt. I know what you guys are going to say. <laughs> Robbie, he probably he probably got hurt. He probably got hurt. No, yeah, no, no. I'm that. not. I'm not picking on. On Brandon Belt to two years ago, but but no, it's things like that. It ha- that happened last year, and then he saw it again this year. Just the, the little things, and it's like, damn, like are these guys really? Are they rolling to the ballpark every day? Are they are they not invested? And yeah, like I don't know if Bob Melvin, as a fan, you know, I don't know if Bob Melvin is that guy that's gonna demand that type of attention and yeah, you, you know attention to, to detail that we're all looking for from a team that has been lacking that towards the end of the year, the last, the last two years. Well, I wonder if there's a different, and this just crossed my mind because let's think about like fairly recent memory and, and his, what he's had on his rosters. He had, he had some talented A's rosters for sure, yeah. but a lot of those guys that were up and coming and who have developed in the stars were, you know, ascending. In San Diego, you already had established. You had Manny Machado. You had, I guess, Blake Snell. You had, um, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., who's established as one of the premier players when he's right. You know, it's, but in his Oakland days, he had Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, uh, Sean Murphy. These guys were, um, you know, young. They were really good, but they weren't like, household names yet you you know what i'm getting at and i wonder if maybe while they were still developing into the players that they are now they're a little more um no pun intended manageable um than these guys that are you know already established and certain um like they had in san diego i I wonder if there's some play into that just to go along with your guys's cons talk you know yeah i gotta i gotta probably the biggest con in the room elephant in the room con in the room um Nick Cage? Hey, <laughs> yes. Let's talk about it. No, um, no, literally. <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah, I'm sorry, I had to. Yes, yeah. Operation Dumbo Drop. No, um, no, I, I'm talking about Bob Melvin. Really has not done a ton in October, and true. What I mean by that, I'm not gauging like you have to win the World Series to be successful. Like you, you know what he did with the Padres last year. Taking down the Dodgers was like a huge, like shock really to the baseball world. 111 wins, I think the Dodgers had, right? Um, so, yeah, and that was huge. Um, and uh, you know, he made a you know a hell of a run against those Phillies before falling, right? Um, but going back, I, I just a couple. This is without even researching. Like, hey, I'm going to look at all the games he's managed in the postseason. But the ones that come to mind. Are the wild card game against the Royals in 2014, uh, when he left John Lester out there, Derek Norris behind the plate, and the Royals were totally exploiting him. I'm not going to go into crazy details here, but um, left him out there too long. 
Um, you can go all the way to the the wild card game against the uh, Yankees, where they did like a bullpen game. They didn't even have like a starting pitcher for that game. It completely backfired. Um, they've had uh, he's had a lot of questionable decisions uh, in the playoffs, and no one's questioning the guys that win and win it all. It's always the ones that losing are the ones that get questioned. I get it. But uh, yeah, those are the ones that kind of stuck out to me is uh, don't they want a manager who can also like be supremely good at managing in October and not just, Hey, Under we, got, pressure. You we yeah. got you there and that's it. I, I'm it's the rest is on you players um, in, in his career, 39 games. He's uh, managed in postseason 16 and 23. So, Oh, yeah. that hurts. That hurts. Not to great. Hear that. Not great. Um, so yeah, that 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 stood out to me. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's a good problem to find out if the Giants have. If if Bob Melvin wants to get them to the playoffs, we can find out if he can get in there. I'm all for it. Uh, get him through. Well, shit, it's year one. Just get there, and uh, we might be yeah. all right with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> step exactly. step one: get to the playoffs. Then we'll figure the rest of the shit out later. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, one one of the one of my big questions, though, especially. And I, and I talked about this name. I brought this name up, um, Rob, in our last episode. And he's been working with him. Is Matt Williams. Like, I wonder if Matt Williams is coming with him to San Francisco. Because um, I think that's, I, again, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. But I wonder if that's a possibility. Um, and because uh, I wonder how much of the rest of the staff. I, I just wanted to kind of wrap up and talk about that a little bit, too. How much of the staff with San Francisco is going to stay and who's who's going to get brought in? And is Farhan going to let Bob Melvin bring in his guys? Maybe he wants a Matt Williams with him. Um, you know, could there be a possibility that they bring in like a Pat Burrell to be the hitting coach? Like, I wonder if that can kind of sexy things up, if that makes sense, and kind of get fans back in. It's like, OK, we're bringing in an established manager, but we're also going to bring back some some loved guys that want to get in. I mean, we've seen. Now, because Andrew Bailey, it sounds like he he might be – sounds like he wants to go to the East Coast, I guess, and, and coach some over there. I heard that today, too. I forgot what podcast, but um, – Rumors, yeah. Yeah. Go to Cleveland. But Ryan Vogelsong is yeah. getting his name thrown around to be the pitching coach. So um, that would be kind of a cool little staff there. Um, a, a, a lot of unex- or inexperience and not known at the major league level, but – you know, Pat Burrell, I believe he's been like helping out in the minor leagues with the Giants, and same thing with Vogelsong. He's been yep. kind of going around camps and and, and, and going and helping pitching staff. So I am curious how uh, this impacts the rest of the coaching staff as well. So, yeah, I mean, easy easy call would be like replace any hitting coaches at all that you'd like. Any of them. Uh, any of them. Pitching pitching coaches, uh, I would not be upset if they stuck around because. Um, the, you know, the bullpen, the starting pitching, and whatever you call it in between, because they didn't really have a lot of them have uh, real roles. But um, they did the best with what their talents, you know, were allowing. Um, I think a lot of the hitters could have done way better last year and really underperformed. I know, I know, there wasn't a ton of it was a ton of uh, heavy hitters out there, but geez, right? I mean, <laughs> it was abysmal second half, just no, abysmal. No, no. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, just the fact that we watched. You know, when I say we, I'm not talking about you, Doug. We watched all those Giants <laughs> games. <laughs> no, just kidding. We watched all those Giants no games comment. last year. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but how many times, Rob, did we see the Giants? <laughs> 
either swing at and miss at one right down the middle or stare at one right down the middle. And that yeah. Davis. is not a too much of a talent problem. It's got, no. Give me give me the hitting coach. Uh, I, let's talk. Let's talk. Um, so uh, and, and one of my questions along with that, same thing. Will they bring in uh, new staff? Uh, will they keep some of the old guys? Uh, I don't know how it works with coaches. Like, yeah, can they just pop out of their contract and be like, "Yeah, hey, I think I'm going to go to the Giants." See ya. Like, or yeah, assistant so coaches. I, yeah, like like when Farhan brought in his class of coaches that was like a bus, and they all get off the bus. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm the quality to the assistant quality coach, and it's like, what are you doing here? Oh, I make bagels for everybody. Um, <laughs> But like, who were all these people? They were all like mostly all fresh from having not coached before, right? So that's why they were able to bring in so many new people. Um, you know, that's the thing where if, I don't see Bob Melvin doing too much of that. If anything, he's gonna be looking for guys that are you know available that he's worked with before. Bob Guerin, I, I think Bob Guerin's gonna find his way on the Giants staff. He's been with the Dodgers for the past half decade plus. Um, and yeah, he'll probably bring in some friends of his, of course. Um, and one of my questions for Bob, if he was here with us is, are you going to find a way to utilize the running game more for the giants? I know they don't have the speed and the athleticism and age that the Padres, uh, offense had, but, uh, man, I mean, I'm looking at like five different players, I think with 15 or more, uh, stolen bases for the Padres, um, giants were dead last so there's got to be some influence on getting the running game going. And a lot of that is on the manager who is saying, I'm willing to risk this guy getting thrown out, potentially running our, ourselves out of the inning. Uh, but I want to try to get the edge here versus Gabe Kapler was saying, well, I don't want to get him thrown out at second. I, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the home run because uh, then it will be a home run and that guy will score from first base. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, 79 wins says that didn't work. So yeah. hey, I got a fun stat for you real quick, Brooks. In the 20 years, like in the 20 years that Bob Melvin has been a manager, he is coming off the highest stealing second rate. I, it's funny that I had this in front of me when you brought that up. I know. I know. You're like, what the hell? Uh, uh 126 attempts this year at stealing second base, which is the highest in his managerial career. And uh, looks like the second most with 31 attempts of stealing third. Uh, the highest was in 2012 in his second year in Oakland with 38. So maybe that answers your question. Well, thank you, Bob. That, that sounds wonderful. So, <laughs> so you're, you're saying that uh, Bob Melvin actually, uh, Took advantage of the uh, new rules this last year. I have I have some great. I didn't even mean to do this. I have his Baseball Reference Manager page in front of me, and I'm just looking at these. Like these are actually important numbers. They have substitutions, like yeah. pinch hits for game, pinch runners a game. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, and um, I'll tell you what. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Obviously, the most he ever had was during his time in Oakland when, you know, they're very heavy on switching dudes out and blah, blah, blah. Sure. I mean, triple digits in all but two years um, with that high even 168 times in 2014. The last two years in San Diego, 97 and 90. Hmm. 
So well, maybe if I, he's given the right guys, he'll stick with them. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, should I pinch hit for Juan Soto here? Nah, I think I'll let him hit. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, there's that too. Yeah. I know. Then there's that. No, I'm just fine. Got to. Um, but uh, yeah. I have, I have a couple more just glaring thoughts that I just want to squeeze in here be, before we do end up rapping. But, um, Oh, rap. Just, just, you know, rippity rap, uh, hippity hop. You don't stop. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> Bob Melvin, <laughs> my, uh, glass half empty look at Bob Melvin is I'm trying to think about the last time Gabe Kapler got fired from a baseball team. They brought in someone who has a lot of experience, well-respected in the game and, uh, you know, a lot of success. It was Joe Girardi and Joe Girardi came in and all the fans are so happy that Gabe Kapler was gone. Now they have Joe Girardi and it did not go well for the Phillies with Joe Girardi at all. And he got fired in like May of uh, 2022 and uh, Rob Thompson took over and took him all the way to the world series. So uh, they are never thinking about Joe Girardi, of course. And it was like, Hey, look, it's the guy without experience that has gotten them. Yep. To the NLCS back-to-back years. So will Bob Melvin be that version for the Giants where he's going to be the Joe Girardi and it's going to be right around when Farhan and company, I, I don't anticipate it happening mid-season like it did with Girardi, but it could be something where, hey, let's call it what it is. We're, you know, this isn't working. Uh, we're out of here. We're going to go ahead and give the job to whoever, um, maybe somebody without experience. And all of a sudden that was the kick in the pants they needed to really get things going, which is kind of Doug's point. This whole episode was like, I would have kind of liked to have a fresh look at managing baseball instead of, okay, here we go. Here's a dinosaur that's done it for, you know, been managing since 2003 guys. Like it's a long time. So, um, so that, that is one thing uh, to be determined how that goes. But uh, uh, that was one thing that came to mind was, is this going to be another Kapler gets replaced immediately by the safe pick? Uh, that is currently w- what it feels like. Um, and uh, yeah, I just uh, giving Bob Melvin uh, the benefit of the doubt, of course, I'm trying to stay positive with this hire. Uh, Farhan thinks that if he can win with the A's with a low payroll, um, getting the best out of young players because uh, the Giants can have a lot of those. We're going to have a lot of Luis Matos uh, out there. Um, it's going to be uh, something where I think it falls into the ownership hand of, hey, we tried to sign some guys, but, you know, they didn't want to come here. So we we're going to spend some money, but not a ton, and they're going to still operate with low payroll because Bob Melvin knows how to win with low payroll. So that's going to be uh, – Exactly, exactly. That's my thought on Bob Melvin coming here. Don't expect huge free agency for the Giants. So basically when the Giants fire uh, Bob Melvin in uh, <laughs> early June and they get, they get the job to Pat Burrell, they're going to just, yes. they're going to take off like their Santa, Santa's fucking reindeer and go oh up into gosh. the night and win the whole damn thing. Would, yeah. would you all not be so stoked if Pat the Bat <laughs> was the new manager named right now? Like, Don't you. Is I that would, a beer in the dugout? <laughs> I would be so damn happy if that. I mean, the only problem would be the players' wives, and I don't want to get into it. uh, Other than that, (laughs) but I'm telling you, I I wonder if there's a shot where he ends up in the dugout at least this year as 
being some sort of everyday hitting instructor or even the hitting coach on the staff. I, I'm not saying it will happen. I just I wonder if there's an opportunity for that. And because um, I mean, like Pat the Bat's a cool guy, dude. I, I think, and, and obviously he had a he had a long, fairly successful career. I think guys listen to him, especially these younger guys. Um, and that's that's kind of what they need is guys that have played the game. Yeah, you know <laughs> and. <laughs> like that's kind of hit. I learned this in MLB 2K. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. okay. It's not even a game, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, literally. But, 2K, like, but here's know. the thing: I, I'm 100. We'll wrap right now, but I'm 100 on board with you. Like, I'm cautious. I'm. I don't even want to say I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm cautious. Just like hope Bob Melvin does great. Of course, we all do. Like, yeah. Like, go get into the playoffs this year, and like, okay, you know, like you bought yourself another year. Um, but. I think the analogy we got to go with, though, and you were just talking about it, Brooks, is it's like Gabe Kapler's giving the keys over to Bob Melvin, and it's still a Pinto. Yeah. So, well, it's yeah. like it's it's like I mean, you guys. I mean, I'm sure one of you guys have played Grand Theft Auto before. It's like when you steal the Astro van, <laughs> and the cops are after you, or like the the drug lords after you, and. You were controlling the Astro van, and they still catch you. The computer catches you. <laughs> like that could be Bob Melvin this year. Like it's it, it might not all be his fault. But I got six stars wanted. Yes, the, the six stars with the Bearcats and the helicopters and the snipers. Yeah, you know. But <laughs> I mean, that could be Bob Melvin this year. But I mean, it's such a crappy looking roster that we're looking at going in, and with it with a very minimal free agent pool. But I think what we're all looking for, us three, you know, especially. We're just looking, you know, we want some more, we want some, some real baseball minds in that dugout. And I just think, you know, out of all the ones that were possibly available, you know, established ones, not saying the best, because like like Doug and I were saying, like we, we want an outside the box hire, didn't get it. But of all the established ones, I think Bob Melvin is, is the best available that they could have had. Safe. That they could have. It's safe, yeah. Of real, true baseball minds. So, and I'm hope I'm hoping he surrounds himself with guys like that. And yeah, get off, the, you know, get off the laptop. I'm not anti analytics. I know it's part of the game. You know, we, we all three of us do. Yeah, you know, everybody does it now. Every, like every everybody does it. Yeah, everybody does it. You know, so just you got to embrace it, but at some point you got to see what's going on on the field and start making real, real assessments and judgments. And that's all we want as fans. Go yeah. out, sign some big names, make some trades, get rid of some prospects, bring in some proven guys and boom, we got a product boys. That's all we need. That's all we need. Oh man. I wish I didn't have this point right now that I should have squeezed in like four minutes ago. Cause that was a great way to end it. Sorry, Doug. I, I, <laughs> I just need to squeeze this one in here. This is really good. Go um, they're literally bringing in Bob Melvin to manage a mostly young rookie, you know, sophomore season, Casey Schmitz and a bunch of those guys next year with a few veterans mixed in, but I feel like it's going to be a lot of youth movement. They're going to not spend a ton. They're going to rely on those guys. Right. How many of those guys do you think Bob Melvin managed last year? Besides Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis jr. Who are clearly veterans at this point. Um, how many players under the age of 26 uh, did uh, got played appearances for the Padres? Any two. Guys? Two, exactly. Oh. Exactly two. Luis Campusano had 174 plate appearances, and Igui Rosario had 37 plate appearances. Say That's it again. It. 
Yeah, that that guy, Egoi Rosario. Had, so that's is, it. is that one of Bowser's uh, kids in yeah. the in the Mario games? Yeah. Yes, I was I was gonna tell you guys. Yes, that is clearly who he is. Um, uh, so so he only managed uh, two real actual like rookie type of players. Uh, so we'll see. It's kind of uh, you know completely foreign territory to him. I don't know. It hasn't done it since Oakland. Maybe I don't know. So we'll see. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for Rob's video game references tonight and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brooks' car analogies. No, I'm playing. Uh, Brooks, Brooks. Brooks, as always, man, appreciate you having on or coming on and uh, hanging out with us and giving your thoughts. Um, obviously, you could follow all three of us at Say Hey Doug, at Say Hey Rob, and at Brooks Newton. That's K N U D S E N. Just look in your fridge for yourself. Yeah, cream. yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, sour fridge. cream. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> hey, look, the Giants have a man- Giants have a manager. It's gonna be a fun winter, hopefully. Um, the World Series is gonna start this Saturday. We have Texas and Arizona. Finally, some That's new blood. Right. That'll be fun. Congrats to, to our guy Boach. And uh, Thank yeah, you, Doug. <laughs> You are welcome. Oh, Gabe, get out of here. All right. Uh, <laughs> Always I gotta say, talking, talking hey, make sure you make sure you're on Giants Chatter on Facebook. And uh, you know, until next time, go Giants. Go Mel. Go Rangers. <laughs> say hey, say who, say Willie. Say hey, say who? Swinging at the plate, say hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.